Hello and welcome to the second episode of season two of the Pitchsiders podcast. Top Flight Football is officially back and we will be picking picking all through it and talking about the top transfers from this last week. Helping me to go through this week is two special guests, Aaron and Ashik. How are we boys? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. And Ashik? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Excited to be back for season two. Yes, and the start of the Premier League is back, so been some good games, so we'll get to that in a minute. Carrying on from last week, so me and Toby did our top five predictions and our relegations. So before we start, I want to hear your boys' predictions and who you reckon will get relegated from the Premier League. All right, relegation, it's always difficult to tell, but let's say I think for my relegation picks would be Bournemouth, Fulham and Southampton. Mm. Interesting. And Aaron? I've not, I've not got this similar. In fact, I've got two teams the same. I've got Bournemouth. I've got Leeds and I've got Southampton. Mm. Okay. So this this is a bit interesting because you've had obviously this first week, so you've had a look at the squads. Yeah. So, so compared to what me and Toby put, um, I believe we both put Everton. We both put Bournemouth, which so we're all quite agreed that Bournemouth will get relegated. I just don't think yeah. they have a squad that's going to be able to be up to it. I think so. I know they won uh, this weekend, which I'm sure we'll get into more later, but I still. I, I see them being a bit Watfordy. I think, in fact, Watford actually beat Villa on the first day last season. So oh, really? <laughs> it's, it's all lining up. For, I think. For Bournemouth relegation. I think generally as well, Bournemouth is the one that most people have tipped relegation. Yeah, I think they're probably most yeah. likely to finish bottom. I mean, it could all change if they make some good signings. There's still a month, or just under a month left of the transfer window. But I think as things stand today, I, I, I still see them going down. Hmm. And Southampton was. Uh... Bit of a, I don't think many people have Southampton to go down. I don't think of Southampton is Ralph's been in there quite a long time now, and I in the last few seasons, I think they've, they've started going downhill quite not dramatically, but it's been sort of a steady decline. And I think there's signings this season have all been very young players from youth academies, really, not a lot of first team like experienced signings. Hello. Which could work out really well, or it could go quite badly as their inexperienced shows. And I feel like it will lean towards the latter. I also think Ralph won't last a season. I think he'll get sacked. I don't think that they'll bring anyone in um, who will be able to save them. So I think it's always tricky when you sack a manager who's been at a club for a long time. Sort of, sort of, sort of, with Sean Dyche at Burnley, they weren't quite able to. the replacement wasn't quite able to keep them up. And I think a similar thing could happen with Southampton this season. Yeah, I agree. I think Southampton, now their signings, are, uh, I don't think they're too progressive. And I think in a league where everyone's improving and getting better, they're kind of almost at a standstill. Um, so I, I, I think they might get left behind a little bit. Interesting. And just to go up, just a last thought on the relegation, I would have put Everton, gladly, love to put Everton. <laughs> I just feel like they'll probably start worse and what could save them is if Frank gets sacked somewhere through and they get a manager. Oh, you're on the, you're on the sacking Frank. Yeah I, yeah, I think he will. And I think they'll get someone who will be able to keep them up. And if not, then... Because I don't think... If Frank has a bad first half of the season, I don't think they're keeping him. If they're in the relegation zone still for the first half of the season, I think they'll... No, I agree with that. I think as well, I think we'll see a lot of sackings in that game week before um the world, the cup. world cup because effectively yeah. if your team in the if you're in the relegation zone i think before the world cup i think you're getting sacked because effectively your new manager will have yeah. basically a pre-season yeah with probably like a pretty full squad you know those not a lot of their players will probably go mm. to the world cup so i think it's it's the it's the prime time to for a new manager to come in so yeah, like, yeah. i think it could get a bit feisty yeah. for competition as well for I think so. I managers. think Sean Dyche will have a lot of yeah. in his inbox <laughs> come come November. Exactly. exactly. 
yeah, and also um, maybe Rooney could maybe come back over. From, he's got he's got that clause in his contract that if a Premier League side does come along, he can get out of his contract in the MLS. Mm. I was a surprised to move him going to the MLS. Though. Yeah, um, I was surprised as well. It was a, it was an interesting step. I feel like maybe he has done it just to tide over until a job he likes becomes yeah. available and he wants to keep in management. And it was sort of a keep him busy in yeah. America. Keep him, keep him going, keep him training and, you know, improving his skills. But I'm still, he did well with Derby. He did very well with Derby in a very tough situation. But Premier League's a, a big step yeah. from what he was used to. I think he would, he would need another championship, yeah, a more stable exactly. championship club. Um, a run for like a season at least. Of just 100%, like... 100%. Yeah, and should we move on to your top five? Yeah, sure. Aaron, do you want to go first if I started with relegation? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'll go from, from fifth to first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in fifth, I've gone for Arsenal. Fourth, I've gone Chelsea. Third, I've gone Spurs. Second, Liverpool. And first, City. Ooh, very, very similar picks. Um, did you go Chelsea fourth or third? I went Chelsea fourth. Okay. Um, so mine are, mine are very similar. Yeah. Basically, just a top two difference. I, I went... Arsenal fifth, uh, fourth Chelsea, third Tottenham, second City, and one Liverpool. Was is Liverpool based on your Liverpool fan? Yeah, yeah. Think I, think, are, I think. I think. Do you think you will beat City to the title? Um, like I don't think analysis of football. I think if I was a complete neutral and bookies wise, City are more likely to win the league than Liverpool. But I don't think it's there's a lot in it. Um, and basically everyone was saying the same thing last season. In fact, last season it was a bit more difficult because last season, before the season started, our preceding season before that, we were, had a really bad run where we just scraped through to the top four. So no one had put Liverpool anywhere near contention for title and we were basically one point off it, 92 points or whatever, and City got 93. Um, I think it will be close. I think there's a lot of factors that can that can influence it. It's all about runs during the season, how many winning streaks you can go on. The World Cup obviously is a massive impact. Uh, you've got players like Salah and Haaland on either side that aren't going to the World Cup. So that that could influence it. I don't think it's as as uh, like foregone as a lot of people think in terms of City bound to win the league. So that's kind of... And with, with, my, with my Liverpool um, kind of rose-tinted glasses... On that's kind of pushed me towards saying Liverpool in the league. That's it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if Liverpool won the league. Yeah. Um, I think it is a bit of a toss and you know, between the two. Some people are saying Spurs. I think Spurs will be closer than the teams were last season in terms of the gap between City, Liverpool and the West. Mm. But I don't think they'll challenge um, overall because all of their key players are going to go to the World Cup. Yeah. And I think the likelihood of all of their key players staying fit throughout the season because of that yeah. is it's minimal. And I think that's what will cost them in the end. I yeah, think, yeah. It, honestly, I think whoever basically keeps their key players fit in terms of seeing Liverpool will win the league. Yeah. But I, I, I think, think that's, that's what it will come down to more more perhaps than anything else. Is, in think... this season, where it's so cramped. Like, there's basically two games every week all season from, like, I think September onwards. Yeah, I think that I think yeah. that's pretty fair. The other thing is, uh, I do think there will be a. I don't think anyone's breaking into that top two still. I think there could be the gap could be shortened, especially if a team like Spurs have a good run. Um, but I do think there's still a gulf. I mean, I don't know if you guys. I think you guys touched on it briefly last week, but if you saw the Community Shield, that was also a very high quality game. So early on in the season, you could still tell that both teams are basically. Operating at a pretty high level, um, yeah. I, I think I think this season is the season where a team that could break in needs to establish themselves for their preparation for next season, where then it could be more of a three-way horse or whatever, or four four-way title charge. Um, I think there's still it's still a gap at the moment. No, I agree. I think Spurs. I don't know. I'm torn on Spurs because I think they've. They've done really good business. They've they have done won. very good business. Yeah. They've probably won the transfer window in, in a way, although you could argue Haaland to City is, is big as well. But I think it will be... I just feel like it will be tricky for them to... Because none of them in that squad, apart from Conte, the manager, which obviously is massive, and none of the players have really been in a 
in a massive title push. Like Kulusevski was at Juventus, yeah. but he wasn't a main part of that squad. And if so you just think, think about a lack of title experience, though. yeah. And if you think about Conte's squads and Conte teams that um, win the title, it's all about intensity. It's all about going for it, um, getting the run, and basically their teams will gas out. And I don't know whether the World Cup being there is good or bad for that. It might be good because it splits it up, but it could be bad because then if they're in a good run of form, they've kind of lost that intensity through the World Cup and they're coming back with injuries or whatever, then it, it could hinder them. I think um, I think it's more like it's hindered them because of just this exhaustion. I think it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll get gassed out earlier yeah. Yeah. in the season. Because normally the Conte teams can go for one whole season and then the second season they're gassed. Yeah. There's going to be so many games this season. Come like April, maybe even earlier. I think I think they'll gas out and and start to fall away. But I still think by then they'll have done enough to to comfortably get top four. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. Um, Arsenal have done good business as well, but I think they've still got a very good first team, but not great backup. Mm. Like who comes in for Gabriel Jesus when he gets injured, or if he gets injured? I like Eddie Nketiah, but he's not a consistent leading man for me at a mm. big club who have top four aspirations. And I think, that, I don't know, they could still sign another striker, I guess, but I think they've put all their, their eggs in their first team. And I think it will go well. I think they'll start the season quite strongly, but come, you know, autumn, December, well, I guess not autumn, December, actually, because of the World Cup, but when the games start, you know, flowing January sort of time, I guess. I, I think they'll they'll come a bit unstuck and go on one of their usual bad runs and then they might win a few at the end of the season to, to yeah. make it interesting. Uh, I but, think that's pretty yeah. pretty fair assessment. And maybe a uh, a, a word seeing as uh, the United representation isn't here today, maybe a word about why either of us haven't got United in our top fours or top I mean, fives. to be honest, I've got United like eighth. <laughs> I, hon- I honestly, I think that's... I, I think it's worth talking about a little bit at least. I, I think I, they're such a poor team. Oh, go on, Joe, sorry. I was going to say, I had them at eighth, but I think mm. maybe we should get on to them as we talk, talk about, about the, game. the game today. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Before we get on to that, um, should we talk about the news? Eddie Howe signed a new long-term contract at Newcastle? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, mm. So I don't know if Eddie Howe is the man to take Newcastle to where they want to be. There's not a lot of you know evidence to back up that he is a because obviously Newcastle will eventually want to be you know changing for top four, changing mm. for the league. And how long was the how long was the contract? Here? I think it's uh, well, I'll just find out for you. But long I think time, it's isn't it? yeah, it's but I think it's quite time. a long contract, isn't it? So the yeah. <laughs> not like the uh, Alan Pardew. Oh my god, he's still under contract as a year or something. I, I think it's interesting with Newcastle because. Uh, a lot of people thought they'd go with the takeover, they'd go gun ho but I don't think that's the way they're going about it. They're, I think they're going about it a lot slower than people would have thought. Mm. Um, it's not like a city takeover where they come in, they start splashing out straight away. And I feel like they can't really do that. Um, no, I think as well they don't have really opportunity to because players, because back when City got taken over and when Chelsea got taken over even earlier, they were sort of one of the few clubs in town who could pay you know, big mm. wages, big money. Whereas now, you know, obviously there's City, Liverpool, United, yeah. you know, everyone can do it basically in the Premier League. So it's more about yeah. what was that club going to achieve that season? And at the moment, you know, they probably will. I think they'll get top half finish, maybe yeah. maybe seven, maybe Europa League, maybe yeah. Conference League football. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised if they get top 10. I think maybe 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 they just want a bit of stability with Eddie Howe. But yeah, I agree. he's been around for a while. He's not, he's not anything like overly special or exciting i don't know if no, it'd be but he's never had unfair. this sort of level of resources i guess yeah, he's got true. good players i know he's got he's kept time maximum he's you know joel linton's he's turned joel linton around which is impressive mm. you know yeah, botman i think is a smart signing he's a very good defender uh, from leo and bruno gimares is a fantastic player who i who i think may end up getting poached if they don't uh achieve um european football this season I rate him very highly, but so they have done good business and they have got good players. But I I could see them having a good season, but I do think Eddie Howe probably won't be here to see out his contract. Yeah, I don't think it's a long term solution. So he signed the contract till the summer of twenty twenty four, 
which takes okay. two seasons, I think. Two seasons. Yeah, I, I could see. Sounds okay, so I could see him. Yeah, running that out, and then maybe when Newcastle pushing for a top four challenge for that twenty four twenty five season, maybe they they switch up to go for a more pedigreed manager, whoever it may be free at that time. Yes. Yeah. And I I did I did actually have them pegged above. United in my no, I uh, heard that. <laughs> so I don't Toby wasn't I don't the best. Know, I don't know about that, but yeah. But you got predict bold. And yeah, you have, bold. you have, you have. I do think United will have a poor season, but I'm sure we'll yeah. get on to them later. Yeah. Well, as we are here, should we move on to the Premier League? That's and true. I'll just do a quick roundup of the scores from the opening weekend. Um, so we kicked off with Crystal Palace versus Arsenal, and Arsenal got a 2 0 win there. Um, and then moving on to Saturday, we, early kickoff was Liverpool versus Fulham, which was a 2 all draw, which was a great result for Fulham. Bournemouth got a 2 0 surprise victory over Villa. Leeds won 2 1 to Wolverhampton. Newcastle got a 2-0 victory over new Premier League boys, Nottingham Forest. Tottenham got a 4-1 victory over Southampton. Chelsea got a 1-0 victory over Everton. And from today, we've had a 2-all draw for Leicester and Brentford. A Brighton 2-Man United 1 victory. And Man City won 2-0 against West Ham. Liverpool, yeah, I watched the game. It was... uh... Fulham did play well, but um, uh, I think we just didn't play well enough to deserve the victory. I think we were just a bit too slow to start it off. The, yeah, Fulham deserved the draw. They defended quite well. I just don't think we had the intensity that we usually do. And I think that was very evident in what Klopp was saying after the match as well. I think he'll definitely drill it into them that you need to start sharper than that. Um, I don't think it's... Um, I wouldn't be majorly concerned. It's the first game of the season. Um, but um, good to see Darwin had a good cameo. Um, Salah got his traditional goal at the start of the season, which is a side note, I just will say, and I know we'll come to transfers, but I think that's one of the most important pieces of business that we've seen this season, him re-signing. I think a lot of everyone's talking about Darwin and Haaland, understandably, but um, personally, I think Salah's going to win the golden boot again, as he always does. Oh, um, that's a big call. Yeah, I think he will. And I think... Um, I think Darwin and Haaland, or Nunez and Haaland will be kind of toe-to-toe. But yeah, I don't think we, were, we weren't good enough to win the game. We had some sloppy moments. Um, I think from now, and maybe Klopp will do the same, I think we will probably start Nunez and um, Firmino will drop out. I don't think he had a great game. I understand why he's in there, because when he is on form, he does add a lot that a lot of the other players don't. Um, but I, yeah, it, it would just the intensity wasn't there, but I wouldn't be overly concerned. I don't think got United coming up so um, easy three points though. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. but yeah, it was a bit sloppy overall. I think no, yeah, two, it was, it was surprisingly sloppy from from the four, especially considering how you played in community. The shoot, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, you know, it's a glorified friendly at the end of the day. But yeah, you did play significantly better, and obviously maybe because of the opposition, you had to step up. Yeah. Um, and Fulham, obviously, new boys, whipping boys, really, last time they were in the Premier League. But they they played very well. We've got to give credit where it's due. Mitrovic yep. is very good. You could he's, He fell over easily, I think it's fair to say, for the penalty. But I do think it was a penalty. I think it's it, I think it's as contact. I don't think it, it's like a concrete penalty, but it's not anything that VAR would have overturned. No, exactly. Um, exactly. So I don't Van Dijk actually did not have a good game. No, he didn't have the best game. He, he I, th- I think it is a bit of complacency. I think, yeah, if we'd come against... You say that, but to be honest, like if you look at our first um, first games for the last whatever seasons, it's always, we've traditionally always had the championship winner as our first game. Hmm. Um, normally you beat them quite comfortably. Yeah, it's normally been Norwich and we always beat them like 4-0, but we usually we do play at Anfield. I, I, think, I think it is a bit of complacency. We just didn't... We weren't. It's Fulham were more up for it than we were. It's true. You say it doesn't matter, but it's the sort of result. You know, City will beat Fulham away. You imagine. Yeah. And you know, you only lost the title by one point last season. Yeah. So it's already two points dropped, and obviously, but that's sort of the standard you both have set in terms of Liverpool. Yeah, City. definitely. It, it, so it is. 
it is it's massive not, points lost because yeah you it's will, not that it doesn't yeah. matter i'd say obviously every point drop matters because yeah especially when you come to like fine margins when you're in the 90s and you're losing titles by one point then every 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 draw you get is significant mm. i just think start of the season is probably where you're you'd want to be to drop points if you were to because then you've got 37 games later to try and rectify no it's um, true it's true and i, I think, think yeah. i think it's more i don't think i saw anything overly concerning as such i would i'd like to say it's down to the fact that it's the start of the season and we haven't we haven't reached behind the intensity that we would usually play games at but um next few games could be crucial if we we've got a yeah next few games yeah you'll definitely play better but Fulham did play very well I was surprised how well they played actually that midfield of um, Zilda Paulinho as well from Sporting had a very good game he looked very comfortable in the Premier League Um, so another good you know play coming from Portugal as well seems to be a a running theme at the moment in the Premier Mm. League Mm. Um, but I I think Fulham will be in a relegation fight but I think they will have enough to stay up especially if Mitrovic can can bang in a few goals, and he and he played well this game. He gave, I think he was. I saw a stat where it was he was the only player to dribble past Van Dyke or something for like over a year or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it and and Van Dyke doesn't give penalties away, so yeah, he must be one of the only players for a long time and so, uh, to get a penalty of Van Dyke. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, like you said, it's nothing major to be concerned about for Liverpool, but they will definitely need to. To pull the finger out, I think, or Klopp will have to to give him a kick up the arse for the next game. To yeah, me. and the only other thing that I would be maybe get a slight bit of worry about is the injuries are racking up a little bit. Thiago went off with a hamstring injury. Uh, Cater's out, maybe coming back soon. Curtis Jones out. Alex Oxley Chamberlain's out. Mm. Diego Jota's. I think you've got to sign a midfielder, I even like we... regardless of all these injuries. I think just in terms of yes, yeah, it's, it's your is, weakest area on the pitch. Yeah, is is the and I'm surprised the... Klopp doesn't seem no. Yeah, I think too keen to sign one. No, I I agree. If if there's any position we need to sign, it's midfielder. But you see it time and time again with our transfer strategy. We don't we won't sign a player unless it's the player we want, and we're happy to wait windows to do that. And I don't I, I probably a case of I don't know the insides of the transfer committee at Liverpool, but it's probably a case of the player that we want, whoever that might be. Yeah. Is not available right now, and they're happy to wait till January or next summer to get them. Um, and it's not; it is a, an area that's the weakest, but it's not a a gaping error at the moment. We've still got the same midfielders that we played last season who did play quite well. Um, that so is I true. I don't think really we'll sign anyone, and we we don't usually sign anyone after the season starts anyway, unless like you get a long long term injury to a key starter like a Fabinho or a Thiago. I don't see. Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting. And I, to be honest, for me, I feel like Liverpool are missing an attacker still. I feel like you need that sort of sub to come on. Because when you were losing to Fulham, you kind of had all your forwards on the pitch. And I know you've got yeah. like four or five now, but with Jota being injured, if you get another injury, you kind of, you've got your three on your pitch and you ended up where you were a couple of seasons ago with Firmino, Salah and Mane. I don't know if I'd completely agree with that because I think we have the same forward depth as we did last season and that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I agree. At the moment, Jota's injured. If he wasn't, then he'd, he'd provide the depth. The, the only other person that we'd missed that we haven't replaced would be like an Origi or a Minamino, but they didn't really get a lot of minutes anyway. I, th- I think there's enough depth in there for us to rotate when everyone's fit. Uh, you've got, I'd assume the main three would be Nunez, Salah and... Uh, Diaz, and then you've got Firmino and Jota coming in. Um, yeah, sure. I will think a player like Origi or Minamino would be useful because if it comes to games, you know, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, yeah, the sort of dead rubbers in the group stage of the Champions League. Those were then when those players like played a lot and gave your players a rest. Mm. And that can add up to like you know an extra eight nine games a season. And if Salah has to play those games because there's no one else, or if Diaz has to play those games because there's no one else, then you know. It increases the chance they get injured, and then yeah. and you do have problems. So I think I don't know if there's anyone from your youth academy. I don't know if Carvalho will play there. Carvalho, at those moments. yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's not but his... I think someone like that would um would be useful for Liverpool just yeah. for a little bit of depth, especially especially if this World Cup coming up. They're gonna if your players are playing all of these games and 
your main forwards are very likely to go to the Europe to the World Cup. So I know Salah isn't going, but your main most of your players will probably end up going. So. Yeah. What I would say is I wouldn't be surprised if if people looking from the outside um, at the pool season um, wouldn't be surprised if we adopt a strategy similar to what we've done previously where we um, don't prioritise the Cups as much because I don't think we're, we're not going to be going for a quadruple again. I think we're, we're going to be prioritising the league and the Champions League the two that we didn't win last season. So I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp kind of took a... Plays more, kids. Yeah, yeah, traditional approach in the especially the League Carabao Cup and potentially the FA Cup. I know we're holders, but um, I would be no, yeah, I could, I could see that if we took a backseat approach for those this season. Yeah, should we um, move on to yeah. United? Everyone's favourite yeah. topic at the moment. So they were very poor today, and if the midfield of Matt Fred is still the same, uh, getting the same results, playing the same way as they did last year. I don't think Tan Hag has maybe had enough time to give his influence no, yet. No, it's, but... it's still very early for Ten Hag. It's still very early days. I don't think we can really judge him yet, as it were. But, I mean, it is new season, same problems for yeah. United. There's just a complete lack of cohesion and coordination and discipline. They were, yeah, there's the amount of yellow cards they got They were just lucky to to stay on the pitch, I think. On another day, Maguire could have been sent off as well. But it's they're just it was a difference as well, especially against Brighton, who are so well drilled and are so disciplined and and coordinated. It was a real contrast between the two teams. Well, I reckon it could have easily been more than two one. Um, if I mean, yeah, Brighton should have more... had a penalty as well. But, yeah, definitely um, that penalty. Two-nil. Stand out. I don't know why they didn't give. But it. there's there's just so many problems at United, not least Ronaldo and yeah, he's going to go or stay or or just the I, whole drama of it is is not helpful to that club. Hundred percent agree. I think there are there are deep rooted problems in the club, and we sell Toby all the time off 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 mic. Um, that it's just, it's the same old situation. You get last season, and people forget this last season. At the start of last season, a lot they were of people, contenders. yeah, a lot of people, they, they were going to they were gonna win the title. They signed yeah. Ronaldo, they signed Sancho. That's it. And people forget so easily that because they just had a crap start to the season um, and first half season, they they dwindled out and they're like, nah, they're never title contenders. Come on, it's transition. Same thing. People hyping them up this season, mainly United fans. It's going to be the same thing. They, I, I think I can quite confidently say they're not going to finish top four. Um, it, the only difference that I would say, and it might be a saving grace for some United fans, is that it is more of a transition period. I think a manager like Ten Hag is more one for the future than Oli is or would have been. No, um, he's a much better coach. He's, yeah, long term, he's a much better coach. Um, but um, uh, I think that they're, they're not going to do well this season. It's going to be a transition for them. They, they, they need to sort out some problems. I think Ronaldo is a big problem, especially considering that he clearly doesn't want to play for the club um, and mm. he's not going to leave. He's, By the moment, it's just him and Martial as strikers. And yeah. it's also today they've had a bid turned down from Mark Arnautovic. <laughs> I just don't understand who's... Transfer like, still, I, committee Yeah, still. I don't know. I know Arnautovic is an all right player maybe like five years ago. It's a desperate I think signing. he got 14 goals. But it's what they've done the last few seasons, you know, Falcao, Cavani. Yeah. just signed like an old they, player they, they who is have... still like decent, but not great. And not as good as not the player they once were, and and hope for that, that will sort of make the problem go away. But they still it's... don't have a transfer strategy. Their transfer no. strategy so far has been just sign Ajax players or Dutch yeah, players. Yeah, because clearly see how it goes. Eric Ten Hag doesn't like any of the players <laughs> that he's been suggested, so he's just going for ones he's, he's familiar with. They do, yeah. They for them to be successful again, um, and success in in terms of Man United is. Premier League or Champions League, come on, it's it's yeah. Man United, um, and they need to they need to they need to replace key parts of their club. They need to replace the transfer committee. They need to replace a lot of key. Need to replace the owners, owners, yeah. Well. And uh, you're getting to a stage now. Like I mean, it's a bit. It can be dramatic to say, but if they're not going to win the title this season, they might not win the next season. Unlikely. You're getting to stages now where you're seeing a, a bit of a a, a dry spell. 
for a big club like United to not win a title. I mean, we'll be 10 seasons this season, I think. Mm. Yeah, we're already 10 seasons in. Yeah. You're going to get to 12, 13, and then 15 seasons soon enough. And that's a drought, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, that's Liverpool-esque, pre-flop. Yes, yeah, I think it will it be. I think it could be, quite realistically, yeah, a very be long time before we see United win a Premier League title again. There's that many problems in their club that it's going to take that amount of time. Um, and they're kind of papering over cracks. But, hmm. um, yeah, uh, Old Trafford first game of the season leading to Brighton. I mean, Brighton a great great team but that there was no incentive there and it was a pretty poor performance from from the team well, no it was yeah sorry go on Joe well with this like I, this is Brighton's first win ever at Old Trafford or something <laughs> in 14 games or 15 games now it is no um, yeah, I did see that and which is a poor stat for United to break that but i think with united there's that whole negative atmosphere there was protests yeah. outside the outside the stadium before with then what with the fans wanting to get rid of the owners you've got negative of um ronaldo in the in the changing rooms which is going to have a negative effect on the squad i i think the tactics were all set up wrong today especially with ericsson playing that false nine role seems a little mm. bit odd when you've got like ronaldo sitting on the bench um, but Ericsson did have a really good game. Um, he was probably one of their best players. Uh, Ericsson, yeah, he, he's, he's still a class player. Um, I, I don't think enough. I just don't think he was a player they needed. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't the problem there. They needed centre backs, yeah. which they did. They signed Martinez, who probably still too early to say how he'll do. Um, and they need probably a full back, probably a right back. Striker. Need a striker. They need CDM. They, they I mean, they're a, trying they to get Frankie overhaul. de Jong, but yeah. I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, and at this point, it's a By sign that even if it does either. happen, the excitement's gone for them. Like, yeah, I think if he leaves now, he'll either he'll go to Chelsea or he'll stay at Barca. It seems to be. Yeah, what's going to happen there? What one of the one of the key things that you need to do for a club, and and we've seen it. I'm talking from experience when I've seen the dark days of Roy Hodgson at Liverpool. Um, the key, one of the earliest things that you need to do when you try and rebuild a club into especially a big club into periods of success is your home record you want to make sure your your home record at least you're difficult to play against or difficult to beat um you want to kind of make there's a reason why they call they try and call your home stadium fortress when you go there because that's at least half of your games are played there and you want to make sure that it's difficult for teams to come like mm-hmm. you're saying brighton and one in Old Trafford and how long. You're going to see this of many teams. Teams that have not won at Old Trafford, they're going to come and yeah. they're going to win. I mean, it's, it's already started for the last few seasons with teams yeah. who never won at Old Trafford are starting to win and win, you know, fairly comfortably. And I think... It's not it's even just, about having yeah, like a winning streak. going to keep happening. They are the easiest team to play against in the league because they have no structure or defined way of playing or... They seem very incoherently planned. In the mm. first five minutes, they seemed like they did, but as soon as, like one thing or a few things started to go wrong, they just completely collapse. Mm. So, and I think, and, and the fans need to be behind. It doesn't help having protests before every game at home when your team's playing. I mean, I can't enact a uh, a, a great motivation. Positive atmosphere, yeah, no, yeah, it's true. Um, but it'll take a while for United. I think they should stick with Ten Hag unless he has a horrible horrible season i mean he's not one i don't think you'll be able to really fully judge him after one season unless he finishes bottom half the table or whatever but they should stick with him but they're, they're, there's so much more they need to change no 100 it's going to be a few transfer windows and a few boardroom changes before united are back to where they mm. they believe they should be anyway otherwise they'll just linger as a mid-table club. club mid-table club that's where <laughs> they should be that's where that's where the footballing ability lies at the moment I think I think if United they want to f- to keep some of their players, especially Ronaldo, they're gonna have to get Champions League football. And the way they're going yeah. at the moment, they're not even gonna get. I mean, well, we've all predicted probably all they're not even to get any European football next no, season. I mean, they're in the Europa League, and yeah. I mean, you never know they could win that because you know cup competitions, you know, can come down to individual games, and you never know. But mm. that would be their best chance because there's. Mm. Like we said, there's no chance in the league of them getting top four. Yeah, I think the league's too competitive. I mean, Arsenal are a better team than them. Uh, Tottenham definitely are a better team than them. And Chelsea and City and Liverpool have been. 
Um, and then you're talking about teams like West Ham um, that were better than last season. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be probably, yeah, Europa League and potentially if they can get a domestic trophy is probably what you're thinking in terms of a successful season for them. Well, I just, I want to mention something. I don't know if you heard what Toby said last week. Um, he, mm. Comparing to Arsenal, he said, United have a better squad player to player when compared to Arsenal. That's why he put Arsenal in I the top seven. Disagree. Yeah, I disagree with that as well. I think maybe you, De Gea is probably better than Ramsdale. Mm-hmm. But it's touch and go, even over there. But it's touch and go in there. And then, I mean, Bruno maybe ahead of, you know, Odegaard. But yeah. But Bruno had a poor a second. Is half Sancho last better season. than Saka? Not really. No. No. Is. Um... Jesus is a better striker than any of them. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, but it's it's a different case in terms of what he actually brings to the whole team. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I'm I'm not convinced any of their back line is better. McFerd is definitely (laughs) not better than... And I think even if there are certain players, if you compare them individually, that might be better than the Arsenal players. Arsenal as a team are better put together than United are, and they at least have some sort of identity at the moment. Um compared to United. Uh, Jerry's out on Arteta still, I think, but at least he's had more uh, time. It'll be a big season. I'm sure we'll get to Arsenal in a bit, but it'll be big seasons for, yeah. for Arsenal I, and their ambitions. I, I don't think it's unreasonable at all to say that Arsenal would finish above United. No, I think it's fairly likely. Yeah. Is there anything you want to highlight else from the Premier League this weekend? Uh, we'll have a quick word on Chelsea, um, mm. who... To transfer strategy, speaking as a Chelsea fan, seems to be just sign everyone <laughs> for just whatever the price, which is great fun in a transfer window because obviously it's always fun when your when your club signs players. Um, but uh, I was it was not what I was expecting because I was expecting careful, you know, sort of Liverpool esque, you know, precise play acquisition. Whereas well, this, it was very early days, Roman Abramovich, yeah, De Jong. Wesley Fofana, mm. which is another probably 150 combined for those two, on top of the, I think 150 we've already spent. So you're looking at a 300 million, potentially 300 million transfer window. Mm. And we've laid yeah. off a lot of wages. Lukaku's wages are gone for a season. Werner looks like he's about out of the door and he's on big wages. Kepler looks like he'll go on loan, which will reduce some of them. So I guess they're saving money in the wage department, which perhaps helps them balance the books. That way, um, but it's a big, it's a big summer of change, and it'll be interesting to see how how Chelsea do. I like all of the signings we've made. I will say as well, I don't think any of them are are duds or like why have we signed them? I think they what, all. Uh, what are your things. thoughts on? I saw a cheeky little tweet from Pitchside, perhaps too driven about Cucurella being a squad player, um, signing that much for. What are your thoughts about? I don't think he'll be a squad player. I think I understand where Toby is coming from with that, um, and I do think we have overpaid for him. But I think it'll, I think he'll get a lot of games, and I think especially in this season, you know, I don't think Chelsea will really have much of a like City. Don't really have a start in eleven. There's yeah, a few players nice. like De Bruyne, probably Haaland, mm. maybe Diaz and Cancelo, who are probably like, yeah, if they're fit, they'll play. Mm. But everyone else is pretty, you know, interchangeable and transferable, and I think that's sort of where Chelsea want to go. So I think, and as well, Kukure is very, you know, adaptable. He can play in a in a back three is on the left side, or he can play as a wing back, which mm-hmm. I think Tuchel likes as well, sort of similar to Aspilicueta, but on the other side. So I think he'll get plenty of games, especially this season. I think he. Well, I will, go ahead, Joe. I think he will get like I think he's go. I think we signed him to play that left centre back role, because um, he is left footed, and compared to Rudiger that played that role last season, they will he will charge down that flank on the left hand and support Chilwell, but also, I mean, he, even that cameo of the 30 minutes that he did play, he put in a really good cross that Sterling should have scored. Um, great save from the keeper or, def- or blocked by the defender. Defending, I think, yeah. But yeah, he from that half an hour, he looked really good. What I would say, and I have no idea on the truth of this uh, rumour, and I've I heard it in the news, um, there is... Uh, reports out there that you're after Michael Edwards, uh, sporting director who was at Liverpool 
Um, I did see that as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have to a sport into it. So yeah. His names, his and Paul Mitchell, who's at Monaco, is, it seems to be the two. I would, a lot. as a Liverpool fan, I would be. I don't think it's exaggeration to say I'd probably be gutted if you got someone like Michael Edwards. He is was absolutely integral to how we developed our transfer strategy uh, with uh, analysis of buying players. I mean, we got players like Firmino, um, Salah, uh, basically any of the players that we have right now were developed from the strategy that he would help to implement that is now being continued by Julian Ward, who's sporting director at the moment. I, yeah, I think if you got him, that would be a big, big game changer. You could see transfer strategy changing towards a Liverpool-esque kind of model um, but again, I don't know how true those rumours are. But if you if you mm. did get someone like him, that would be very very promising from a Chelsea perspective, at least. I think we, I think it's fairly plausible. I think they. I know. I think he wants. He's on like a sabbatical, isn't he? Yeah, he, he did. He, he, he wanted time some time off, off. Yeah, which I think I could see us like you know having no one or having Todd Bowley continue for the remainder of you know January mm. and then next summer trying to get him in. I could see that as a very realistic possibility, and it's, it seems. Bowley and Co are not afraid to throw money at, at the problem to make it to get the mm. right people in. So I'm sure that they can make him a very lucrative offer. One one thing I do like about um, Bowley is they're bringing in they are bringing in these big players, but they also are bringing in these youth players that are for the future. Mm, and everyone is signing long contracts. We've got Aspiquenta signed a new contract. Um, going back to that Michael Edwards, I think it is fairly quite reliable because I think Fabrizio Romani has reported on this. Here we go. So oh, Fab says it must be true. <laughs> so I think there's. I think he said there was been a conversation between the part, two parties, um, mm. but he hasn't mentioned any more on this yet. But I did see about him having... A yeah, he wanted time off, so that could be an issue for Chelsea. Might look. I, I think if you were to get him, you'd you'd get him next summer or something. Yeah, um, I could see a situation where we announce it mid-season, but with the caveat they will start in the summer. Yeah, because I, I think they would rather get the right person and wait with, and rather than just get someone in as soon as possible. What your guys? I don't know if you saw this. I saw us, uh, Gary Neville was talking about it this season that he was um, earlier this week. Sorry. Um, that he was saying that it, it's a bad sign that Todd Bowley's so involved um, in transfer strategy and, and, and I don't transfer. necessarily do agree with that because I don't. What was the other situation? People were saying like, "Oh, we shouldn't have got rid of Czech and Marino and and Bruce Park and Co." But at the end of the day, they were closely tied to Abramovich, who's closely tied to Putin, which is why the club <laughs> had to be sold. Yeah. Yeah. So their position was fairly untenable really mm. from so you're from thinking more on the lines of this is this is all he can this, really yeah, do at the moment he had, he had yeah. to get involved and i think he's done he's done a good job he's thrown himself into it he's met everyone he can possibly meet in the world of football i think him and his big dad i forgot i can't his second name forgive me but the uh the clear lake guy has also been heavily involved mm. and i mean it's just how it's going to be for for this season and i and i don't necessarily see that as a as a major problem. Tuchel is also heavily involved to do his football input that can be relied on. And I think for one season, there's not, like, I don't expect Chelsea to challenge for the title. Or no, it's a transition of sorts, isn't it? We might win a cup, maybe. But I don't think we'll win Champions League either. So I think... You just want to make sure you finish top four to be exactly. able to put yourself in a position next season, which is probably fair enough. Yeah, which I think point. the signs we've made will we'll do that. I think we do need one more defender, one more mm-hmm. centre-back. Whether that's for final or, or someone else, just for just for numbers' sake. But I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with where our squad is. To be honest, I don't I don't think there's any major additions. If we get De Jong as well, that would be great because he's a fantastic player. But it is, if we don't get him, I wouldn't be like devastated either. The only only negative thing that you would say of Todd Bowley is he's maybe not that experienced, and I think Tijul has mentioned in press conferences that he is learning on the job. But that's not always a bad thing. And if you look at the players that we are bringing in, they're not players that could potentially flop like we have had with Kepper and Lukaku. So it's... No, I mean, yeah, I agree. Still Sterling is, is a fantastic buy for the price that we got him for as well. I think it will, it will do very well at Chelsea. Kurabali, I mean, he played a great game against Everton and it's a very solid defender. And then I think kukurella has got... Proven Premier League, you know, commodity and quality. So 
so far so good and and hopefully it will continue but yeah i don't expect us to be challenging for leagues or, or even, anything like that and i don't think there's much expectation for fans from from chelsea no. fans even if Fafana does come in if, if Fafana does come into chelsea he's again he's proven in the premier league i mean i know he's coming back from a horrible injury but he is played in the premier league so it's not like we're getting these players and they're coming in and they have to adapt so they're going to hit the ground running. Um, I don't think Chelsea, De Jong would be a fantastic signing, but I don't think he would be. I think we need another attacker. I don't think De Jong would solve our issues. I think we need an attacker, someone like Sterling also, especially if we're going to get rid of Werner, just to for more for numbers. I think ideally at this stage as well, like you, you don't out of choice. If you had a choice, you wouldn't be signing players at this point of the season. Um, no, those are very unique circumstances. Yeah, you want them to be... We were under heavy reasons. sanctions. We couldn't do anything towards the end it's of our season, late. which is when you would do, you know, this sort of... When you were, you know, signing Nunes and City, yeah. were signing Haaland, we couldn't do anything. So I think it's just the nature of our situation. Yeah. It was probably always going to be like this. And I wouldn't be surprised if we do a eleven fifty nine deadline day signing. Deadline day, big that. money. Yeah, so I keep... I think Chelsea would want to keep an eye out on deadline day, and probably United when they sign an out of it for thirty million or something ridiculous. <laughs> Should we move on, um, and I'll do a quick roundup of what else has happened in Europe? So we've also had the return of the Bundesliga, and probably the two fixtures that stuck out is Bayern's six-one victory where Mane got his season up and running already. Um, yeah, it looks like they're going to cruise to another championship. Mm, serious um, contenders for the Champions League, I reckon, Bayern this yeah, season. Yeah, probably one of the favourites, yeah. I think they'll do very, very well. Yeah, and the other game that stood out was uh, Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen. Quite a big game within the league, and Dortmund got a very scrappy goal to... I might have even been an own goal. And I think the keeper got sent off for by Leverkusen as well for handball. Um, Royce missed a free kick. So, yeah, that looks quite a fun game to watch, entertaining. Um, I do like the Bundesliga, but it yeah. is, is, it's just it's such a one-team league. The Bundesliga, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't watch it as much as um, other people do. I think it's quite an entertaining league to watch, but... I think competitiveness wise, I don't. I think still Premier League is a lot, a lot more competitive. Mm. Um, yeah, Serie A actually, though, I don't know if we'll get onto that. I don't think the season started yet, but I think Serie A will have a very interesting season. Yeah. yeah so, so the Serie A doesn't start until next week, I think. Um, I mm. think they had some uh, a Coppa Italia, but I didn't watch any of them, so I don't really. The only other game that I watched was in was PSG with their five. Five-one victory. Speaking of sporting directors, <laughs> Killian, he's done a Killian. good job, I think. They've made some, they've made some good signings. He's... Is this the one where Messi scored the overhead, or was that another game? Yeah, yeah, it's the one where Messi scored. I saw the that. I saw that overhead. goal. I saw that goal. Yeah, so... very nice goal. Yeah, no, no think... they look like they're playing well. They've got, it seems like more of a plan this season. They haven't just signed a bunch of superstars. They seem to have signed mm, a bit of stability. Actually, I guess. players to make the team better. Yeah, I think Luis Campos. He's a very good manager. I think will turn him into a serious threat in Europe, whether they win it or not. Can't be for us. I think it's. I think it's hard for me to look past City and Bayern this this year for the Champions League. But you never know. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be hard to. It's going to be interesting because I still think you can get that underdog that can go on a really good run and maybe go far in the competition. Yeah, and even not... PSG or an underdog with Neymar, Messi, and <laughs> I, I, think, I think you'll get the usual suspects: Madrid, Liverpool, City, and Bayern are probably top four. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd back that. Uh, I think it's also really heavy. To, I always say it's like Champions League is basically two part: pre and post February. It might be a little bit different with the World Cup, and it's just post February when you get to knockout. It's so dependent on what your draw is. Mm. Um, and how your form is and how your injuries are. Because don't forget, Real Madrid were crap at the start of the first half of the season. Yeah, they lost to... Um, I've forgotten that team. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sheriff. They yeah. lost to Sheriff at the Bernabeu. 
But they 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 won the Champions. Their so, their inform came from January onwards, and that's yeah. that's what you need for the Champions League. You need to be on it from February onwards, January ish, and then basically it's like a, yeah. it's a form competition for the knockouts. But yeah, I think objectively speaking, um, City and Bayern, and they always are. They're always the bookies' favourites every year. Uh, probably be most likely. Uh, I don't think you can rule out some of these Italian sides as well. Um, yeah. I think they'll do better. They do better, do especially better. the Milan clubs. They've they seem to strengthen well. Um, Inter obviously getting Lukaku back, and I think he's mm. like looks like he's gonna. I think he scored a couple of goals in preseason. Looks to be back to what he was just the season before he signed for Chelsea. Yeah, De Classier um, at uh, AC Milan as well looks like a very good young player. The next. Belgian wonder kid, so I think he'll he'll do well at AC Milan as well. One to keep an eye out for. Mm-hmm. Should we? I know we've touched on it a little bit, but yeah, let's just talk about some of the transfers that have happened and transfer rumours. So probably an interesting one is Leicester. They've obviously they let go Smichael um, and obviously Fafana and. Jamie Vardy even is linked away, um, and Madison will link to Chelsea and Newcastle, I think. Yeah, Madison, I think, to Newcastle, isn't it? They've had some bids turned down. I mean, Leicester do need to sell players to buy players. At the moment, they've still bought nobody. Yeah, they've still got no, they've done nothing, no transfers. Um, And their squad does need, you know, improving. Yeah. Um, They've got two all draw today, but... I don't know, I could... I don't see Leicester having a particularly good season, especially, I think they could lose... You know, a Madison or Fofana quite late in the transfer window and not have a lot of time to replace them if they're not mm. careful. They I mean, they really they really can't lose Madison at this stage um, if they're not going to sign anyone. Um, no, hundred percent. I don't know who they would get to replace him. Yeah. It seems like you know, we talked about United's transfer business, but at least they are trying to sign players. Mm. Leicester seems to just sort of not be doing anything, mm. which is I think a very bad strategy. I've got. Leicester in bottom half, I think, to be honest, this season. I don't think they're going to have a great season. No, they're on that sort of downward spiral. And also, if they're going to lose these big players, all the big players that would have moved probably already moved or they're very close to joining someone else. So I don't think Leicester will be able to do very much if they lose these players. And yeah, they'd be very batched down with maybe like Everton and Fulham which mm. would be a very big shock, especially if they lose, like, Fafana. It's quite a big key to their defence. Barcelona um, are still looking to, obviously, get rid of De Jong, maybe. Aubameyang. They've got leavers to pull, haven't they? Yeah. Bamiang is linked away after seven months at the new Camp. Um, have they actually Pai... registered their new players? No. no. I think they've got to the 14th, haven't they? Right. But they can't they've... register them at the moment, can they? Well, I think they've... They've pulled another lever. They've pulled four right. levers now. Right, right, right. Um, which is a great terminology, but the <laughs> like best word of the year is definitely got to be lever. Um, which is worth like a hundred million, which I think allows them to register some of them, but not Such all of them. So joke. I think they will have to sell Frankie, or they're asking PK and Busquets to take another pay cut. And they also owe, I think, a lot. Of, like I know they owe Frankie De Jong about fourteen million mm. euros, mm. which is. Quite, I mean, a it's very unethical. Yeah, that's what they're trying to ask him to do, and I think it's very poor from Barcelona. It's a bit of a mess. How they aren't can they? justify signing, you know, Lewandowski, Rafinha, Kunde, all these players. That is definitely papering over some heavy financial cracks. Yeah, I think they. I'm not sure what the financial strategy is at Barcelona. Of then, they don't very short termism. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'd be amazed. I mean, I think they could have a good season because they've signed a lot of good yeah. players. And yeah, Zavi's yeah. Z- 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 a decent coach, and they, and they could. I don't know. Maybe they could win the Liga, but mm. long term health of that club is in serious doubt and needs mm. serious readdressing. And outside of the Super League, which hopefully will not happen, I don't actually see how they're going to get money in without selling a lot of players and sort of trying to recover well being you know a sixth or seventh place club but that seems to be completely mm. out like not an option for Barcelona. The ego will not allow it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they will do better, but could you just imagine the scenario if they don't do well, they they don't do 
well in the Champions League. Basically, have a season like they did last season where out of the Champions League early, not in contention for the title. What are all these players going to do? They've signed even more players on big wages. I'm surprised players still want to go there. I know, so you've got the imagery of Barcelona and what what it was. But I'm I so so considering the financial situation of that club. I'm surprised agents are like, Either do not go to Barcelona. Yeah. You will not. You will be asked to take a pay cut in a year, or be like victimized. Like, mm. and then you know, like Aubameyang, be you think he took a pay cut to go there, and now he's they're trying to force him out mm. to Chelsea if all things have to be believed. Um, yeah, I think with uh, with Barcelona as well, they're not signing like these. I mean, they've signed a couple of like younger players, but some of these players they've signed are in their sort of like mid thirties. Especially of like Lewandowski and Aubameyang, when they did sign them, they they're sort of and they're trying to get rid of some of their younger players. So it's a yeah, it's a very short term approach. Yeah, and they're not gonna if they they're selling off their TV rights and yeah. that f- from years to come and they're not going to get that money because they've already done it so it's going to be it's going to be a difficult one for them um yeah. see how they get out of it i reckon don't know fifa maybe might i reckon they might get some sort of like transfer ban or out of champions league or something's got to happen to them with the amount they spent this season their debt problems and it's gonna be interesting just moving i mean there's been a couple of Little transfers. So Leno has gone to Fulham. He started against. I think did he start? I think he started for Fulham. I think he did. Yeah. Um, it looks quite a sensible signing. Um, Premier League goalkeeper. I mean, he didn't have a fantastic season, and obviously was given out by. I mean, we've it's all been rehighlighted. Arsenal's um sort of poor start to last season through this Arsenal documentary. Yeah. So um yeah, so everyone's seen that Len's Leno's been dropped and then sort of Aaron Ramsdale comes in and starts sort of getting these clean sheets and they start winning. So they get a good turnaround. But yeah, he was kind of forced out. Uh, but yeah, it looks quite a sensible signing for Fulham. Hopefully we can maybe keep them up. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think it's a sensible you always wanted a decent keeper when you when you get promoted. You know, Forest have got Henderson. So I think it's it's a good signing. He's a, he's a good shot stopper at the very least. Mm. My Fulham prediction for that relegation was, I, I kind of used the predictions that I had before the season started. Um, but in hindsight, I think, I mean, they, they could go down, likely, but I think they the difference is this season, they've got a bit more stability than previous seasons where they've come up. Um, they've got like the same back form and, that they had before, you can kind of see that, especially in the Liverpool game. Like they played with each other before, so that might be that might help them to try and stay up. Actually, previously they've gone out, promoted, and signed completely different, like new team. And they're yeah, I am a bit worried by it from Nottingham Forest in that perspective because they've signed yeah. like four hundred players, and normally yeah. that doesn't work out well. No, no, um, but yeah. Maybe to finish up the transfers, a surprise one for me, um, former Liverpool striker Christian Benteke has moved to the MLS to join Rooney at DC United. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I think it was announced while Palace, well, about just before they were about to kick off against Arsenal, <laughs> that, he's, that he's gone. Interesting yeah, player, I mean, isn't he? Yeah, he, he had that, that one good season at Villa, yeah. went to Liverpool, and it all went a bit downhill from yeah. him. And then he sort of... Andy Carroll-esque, I think. Andy maybe, maybe, maybe a bit disservice. I think he's slightly better than Carroll. <laughs> but he used to stay a Premier League player. But yeah, he was capable of good stuff, but never really showed it and sort of just mm. floundered at Palace for a couple of seasons. And mm. I'm sure he's gone for the for the nice payday in the MLS. Yeah, definitely. Can blame him. Washington's a nice city as well. I've been there. Good food there. So I'm sure he'll enjoy it. Obviously, for the viewer, if you or the listener, if you want to keep up with the latest transfers, um, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter, um, and we'll keep you up to date with all the transfers. That about wraps up the pod for this week. Um, thank you for joining me, Aaron and Ashik. Always nice to have you. And um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. 
yeah thank you for joining me and next week hopefully toby will be back to fill us in from all of his holidays he's had from this uh podcast but thank you for listening and keep up to date with all the latest transfers and even the pitch side of picks which is back on instagram and twitter also check out the pitch cider website and yeah and have a good week and we will see you next week goodbye bye bye